And I am back. My name's Brian. Welcome to Clarity Radio. It is November 19th, year 2021. And the guests in our studio, Ashley and Janet, I think on this day, I believe they would wish that they were a boy. So, hello, Ashley. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. But, I mean, when you're saying good, we had an issue with your digestive system the last broadcast. Yes. Okay, so hold that thought. Janet, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Brian. How good. Are you? Yeah, and we had an issue with your digestive system, right? We did. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's go back to Ashley. Ashley, we did a healing. Yes. And we spoke about that nasty stuff, diverticulitis, along with the knife, you know, all the yucky stuff. And now, how do you feel? Much better. Okay, tell me exactly what is the difference from the last time to now. I would just wake up with pain in the morning from yeah. not having anything being digested. Yes. And I noticed that's gone. I don't wake up in the morning with a stomach ache for no reason. I mean, this is like a shopping list. We got rid of your major depression yeah. before, right? Yeah. We got rid of your suicide be- yeah. before and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, was this your Christmas shopping list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like you said to Santa, you know, send someone, Santa, that can help me get rid of this, 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 yeah. this. I'm here. My name's Brian. Yeah. And so we've achieved that. Yeah. So let me explain to the audience how we were able to do this on a serious note. Whenever you have a disease or a potential disease, when we are speaking of the spiritual path, the person would have a extra soul. Religion calls something else a demon. That would be the second entity would be a demon. There's good demons. There's bad demons. And then the third is the one that does the damage. It would be a single spirit or it could be more than one spirit. So you had, in reference to your diverticulitis, you had the soul, the demon, and the spirit. And it was from someone else from another incarnation where you came into this incarnation with that. And so when we looked at depression before, it was the same thing. It was a soul, a demon, and the spirit, the spirit being the bad boy, doing the damage. And I'm just glad because I can see, Jen, look at Ashley's eyes. Doesn't her eyes look better now? She does. Her whole energy is way up there. It's great. It's really clear. Yeah, because the last three shows, we were trying to get her off our couch. I'm just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just having fun. That's not true, folks. You know? <laughs> so what else has changed as far as your attitude? Honestly, especially in the past week, I've just been able to go to work, get everything that I needed to get done, yeah. be productive. I'm not lazy or don't feel motivated or anything like that. Yeah, so you're no longer sitting on the lazy recliner. Yeah. I mean, it is a nice recliner. That recliner is really good. So, But you're not on that anymore. No. Good. I mean, so now you're planning your life? Yeah. Right? That's what he's telling me. He's saying you're planning your life. Yeah. And you're trying to focus more on school. Yeah. Right? And you're doing much better at school now, yeah. right? You've got much better news coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And plus, you're double vaccinated. Yep. Okay, so folks, when we talk about God's opinion, does God have an opinion of him? Yes. 
He says he doesn't have one. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> so, he doesn't really have one because we're here basically going through our motions of whether it's sowing or reaping, which I'm not sure that is exactly the case because the dark side had the keys to the matrix and they were making all these crazy, crazy changes which would impact the end result of anything on this planet. And when we're talking about the dark side, it would be something bad. The end result would be bad. So now what's happening is everything is changing. Everything is changing. There's one major change I want to share with Ashley here and Janet. This is a huge change. And those who have a pendulum, you're going to be able to confirm this. Is that the software program, I work with the father, and together we change the software program where at this point 90% of men now respect women. That is great. Amazing news. Because we were talking about the fact you never got respect. Yeah. Okay. So now you're going to find at your lab classes and all that, your prob and whoever, other students, they're going to treat you better because you're going to see evidence of that, that software program has been changed. And that means that women have a better opportunity career-wise. You can feel that right now, right? Yeah. 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 Career-wise, it's going to be much better. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that because I can't get angry with the men that did not treat women well because they were programmed to do that. Right. Okay. They were programmed, so it's not their fault. So they actually, they're off the hook now because they are programmed and they want to. We want to respect women. But the dark side programmed the men not to do it. So that's been undone. So it's a good day. Yeah. It's a really good day. And also it's a good day today over the fact that officially the light is now in charge of everything. Okay? Everything. So we are now making changes on this whole entire planet. And my attitude, people who know me, I have a very no-nonsense attitude. Yeah. And my attitude can be very loving, but at the same time, very, very aggressive. You know? Yeah. And so I don't want or need to see, whereas the last thousand years, we were beat up. We were beat up by the dark. So they would send all these different energies to you, to Janet. And both of you and many other people would take on bad disease for the dark side. And what we've also done, which is really amazing, and those with a pendulum, you can get your pendulum out and go crazy with it. We've now got rid of the software program where all Canadians are not allowed to be happy. Okay? So what that means is it means that we want to be happy. So if something is not correct, we're going to fight for it. Because we want to be happy. In the United States, they want to be happy. And that's why they kind of march to government buildings. <laughs> because they want to be happy. But I'm laughing. Not for people to go against the government. Because if you go against the government, you're never going to win. You're foolish to go against the government. To speak against the government. You know, you're going to lose. But you embrace it and you come up with your argument. And make a good argument. And hopefully there will be a change. But if you approach the government with intelligence, logic, love, you have a better chance of getting something done. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go to Janet. Janet. Hi, Brian. Oh, that's nice. You went right close to the mic. Yes, it is. Say that again. Say that again. Hi, Brian. Oh, geez. That's very nice. So you had problems with your digestive system. Did I ever? Yeah, and we were also dealing with the software program of diverticulitis, mm -hmm. along with the ashen. Let me just say this one important thing. 
when I'm looking at someone having diverticulitis potentially, I'm not looking at their physical. I really don't give a hoot about that's for the general medical community to play around with someone's small intestine colon. That's not for me. I look at what's attached to your body. I take a look at energy. And if I see that there is a soul, there's a demon, and there's a spirit on you, then I ask the father, what disease is that likely going to bring into the person's body? I will be told what that disease is. But I also got to ask the question, is it a Lucifer entity? And it's a metaphor. If it's a Lucifer, it means that you're not going to get healed. But if it's a non-Lucifer energy, it means that you can be healed. So in your case, you had a non-Lucifer entity and you got healed of the symptoms of diverticulitis. And today, with your digestive system, when you eat, what is the difference compared to two weeks ago and today? Unbelievable. Tell me. I I can't wait. I will tell you. Tell me the story. (laughs) I used to eat something, and almost immediately I would have indigestion. Yeah. Almost immediately. And often it would last during the day. Like, I was getting to the point where I was scared to eat something. Yeah. I'd go out for dinner. That's typical. That that is normal for anyone who has those uh, symptoms. Okay. But I sure had them. Yeah. And it could last for a while. But after the healing, I'm absolutely floored. I remember. It was early in the morning when we did it, right? The healing, wasn't it? Or was it in the afternoon? No, it was early in the morning. It was, yes. yeah. Yes, it was. Because I remember, I said, oh, God, i got to get out of bed again. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but go, but go, but go, go ahead. And remember, folks, again, I'm trying to break up the ice because anyone who really knows me, they know that I'm usually up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm working. So I'm just having fun. So we did an early morning healing. We did. And what was the experience that moment? What did you experience? As soon as we started the healing, I could feel my stomach getting lighter. Like it stopped hurting. It was like the energy of it. And then as it progressed, I felt really light. My energy felt clear. I felt healthy. I haven't felt healthy. And I didn't even know I wasn't feeling healthy, really. Yeah. Because it was such a normal situation to feel lousy that I didn't know what it felt like to feel like this. And I even had a heavy pizza last night, a couple of digestives, and I feel amazing today. I didn't have any indigestion at all. That's because what we're doing is truthful. Mm-hmm. Okay? When we're working together, what we're going after, it's for real, and it's truthful. And that's the difference. Plus, that's on my side. But on your side, you've got the trust. You know that it's truth. Mm-hmm. And so you will allow yourself to accept what I tell you as far as your past lives, this life, that person, this person, everybody on the planet against you. You will agree. And as you agree and acknowledge it and you go through asking God to forgive you, it's like everything comes off. Mm -hmm. It's the trust. But to gain that trust, it's not easy. Because of the Matrix software program, many of us have been programmed by the dark not to trust. It's got nothing to do with me. But all of this stuff is coming off. And Canada is going to be turned into a beautiful, loving, party country. We're going to want to be happy. okay? Because we have not been happy. We have been robbed by the dark side. We have been. And, you know, they try to clobber me. They try to clobber me. They try. My attitude is I get up on the horse. I fall. I get back on the horse again. Of course, the horse is getting tired of me coming on the horse. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I still do this. So, listen, uh, Ashley, does Janet look great? She looks amazing. Yeah, Thank you. like very good. So, based on that note, like you guys, both of you, would you want to be a boy or still a girl? A girl. I'd still be a girl. Is that right? Okay, you're listening to Clary Radio, and we are going for a break. Thank you. If I were a boy, even just for a day, I'd roll out of bed in the morning and throw on what I wanted and go. Drink beer with the guys and chase after girls. I kick it with who I wanted and I never get confronted for it. Cause they stick up for me If I were a boy I think I could understand How it feels to love a girl I swear I'd be a better man I listen to It's broken, so they think that I was sleeping alone. I put myself first and make the rules as I go. Cause I know that she'd be faithful.
But you're just a boy And we are back in, of course, you know, you're listening to Clear Your Radio. My name's Brian. November 19th, year 2021. Would I rather be a boy? I'd rather be a man. But there's times I want to be a boy. <laughs> I, there's times, particularly when I'm, when I'm in the, I'm swimming in the water. I just like to go back to my youth when I swim. Just act silly. You know, that I'm a boy, but here I'm a man. You know, I'm trying to be a man. So, great song by Beyonce. She's she loves God. Oh my gosh, she loves God. She, I mean, she she really does. And you listen to the lyrics of her song, you know she loves God. So, okay, now Janet, you were saying something to me uh, on the break. Yes, it was. I was saying that. I've come to see you for a while, Brian, and I know it's interesting trusting you because you tell me the truth, and I know that truth resonates with me, right? Yes. You've come to see me for years, and I've given you information. You know that it's true, that it resonates, and that this relationship has been consistent. Yes, that I can trust it. That you can trust it. And again, it's like if I say to you, you don't like to swim because in another incarnation you drowned, then intuitively you put that together and you know, you know, it's true. Exactly. And you are the real deal because, you know, I think about some of the symptoms I've had and come back to where I am now and I think, wow. you, You would be dead today. You would not be alive. You believe that? 100%. Yeah. And so that's what this is all about. It's all about helping everybody. And you know what? I put other people first. That's the key with me. I put other people first. Because anyone that really knows me, they see how almost every week, you know, someone wants to call an ambulance for me because I work so hard or I take on some other energy and I could just fall. But the father says I'm not going anywhere for a long time. So these are the things that I have to basically put up with. And whereas very recently, my energy was like 5% out of 100%. And I said to myself, if I go below 5%, I'm going to die. And so I went to the father and said, you got to help me. And then next morning, I woke up with 100% energy. Wow, okay, I got beautiful. I got 100% energy back. He knows I've been working. He knows that I'll just work, 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 yeah, work. And I'm a type of person, that I'm not gullible. I'm not, because I go to father, what's the truth? <laughs> I guess if I didn't have to father, I would be, <laughs> I would be gullible. But I have a source that is for real, and it's not make believe. I know this is for real that God does exist. Okay, you guys believe God exists? Absolutely. That's good. Now, Ashley, you were going to say something. Yeah, just on the note that you said earlier that ninety percent of men will respect women. Yes. That made me so happy because. Especially a place where I work is a chem lab. There's no respect. There's hardly any women. And in any of the women who I work with, our self-confidence is so low because nobody thinks we have what it takes. And I'm looking forward to seeing that switch for women to be successful. And it makes me so happy to think that that could be a possibility. Yeah, it's a real possibility. When I learned that the dark side programmed the matrix for women, number one, to fail and not to be successful, even programming them to be abused. We lifted all that stuff. That makes me so happy. 
I was angry when I discerned that because most of my clients are women. Yeah. I've heard the stories of them suffering. And they're in situations that they believe there's no hope. Okay. And when the father started slowly transferring my responsibility of the matrix and basically promoting me every week. And it got just very recently through that promotion, I found out how the software program of the matrix was programmed against women. Let me tell you, I was pissed because it's my daughters, close yeah. people around me that were being harmed. My clients were being harmed and I was upset. And whereas women were always being blamed for something, okay? Yes. And I sat down by myself, and the people excuse what I'm going to say. But I said, I'm not going to put up with this shit anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let the world live this lie that women are bad, women are evil, women should be just removed off the face of this planet. I said, no way. So I went into it. I said, Father, please, who's done this? Let me know who they are. And number two, what have they done? And that was revealed to me. And I said, Father, will you now undo all this? And will you seal this? And he said, yes. And so he did it. So it can't be undone. If they try to undo it, whoever it is, they're in big trouble. I mean, big trouble. And am I going to be upset with what happens to them? No, not at all. I am striving for so much to take place. And what we also did which this day, November 19th, it should be like a holiday. It should be Women's Day, International, whatever. And not only that, we were able to stop the software program for World War III. There was a software program for World War III. It stopped. So now you, actually, you're young. You can look forward to the future. On my watch, there's not one world leader that's going to be able to start World War III. Okay? You can take that to the bank. Not one will be able to do it. And with Janet, you know, you can look forward to your career. I mean, you guys really, I mean, you went through the double vaccination. You were brave. Both of you did not want to do it. Like, I mean. Yeah, you, not at all. You did not want to do it, but we went through the healings, okay? But if we didn't do the healings, you would be in trouble, and you would be in trouble because the software program of the Matrix was programmed against you. Yeah. And that's what the issue is. I mean, we're not dealing with academia here. Okay, academia has no role in this. It's the software program that messes everybody up. And when it gets in the hands of the wrong people, a lot of people get hurt. And that has been the case for the past 1,000 years. So it's a good day. November 19th is a good day now. We're going to let you go because we've got a, another guest that's going to be coming on for segment number two. Now, we've got the Kleenex. I think we're going to need two boxes. This next one that we're going to do, segment two, is going to be very powerful. And we may have you come on later, the both of you. What do we have? We have five segments. So let's see how it goes, because who's the real director? The father. That's right, the father. Okay, we'll be right back. My name's Brian, and you're listening to Clarity Radio. We will be right back. Thank you. Okay, here we go again. It's November 19th, year 2021. My name's Brian, segment two, Clarity Radio. Well, we have a guest, but listen, make sure you listen to segment one. Very powerful. Then come back to us, okay? So I have in the studio Robin. Hi, Robin. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you feeling right now? Nervous. <laughs> nervous? How come? Feeling nervous and excited at the same time. Okay, so here, here's the deal. So you've met the other guests. Yes. 
and you see how well they're doing. Yes. Yeah. And you want to be like them. You want to be feeling well. Yes. Okay. So now we were talking the other day and you were saying that you've been, first of all, how old are you? I'm 43. 43 years old. And you've been dealing with what for many years? Depression and mental illness, anxiety. Okay. Now, when you say mental illness, what do you mean by mental illness? Uh, just depression, major depression and anxiety. Anxiety. Since 12 years old, right? Yes. Okay. Before I start to discern you, I just want to ask basic questions. Are you on medication? No, I'm not. Were you on medication? At one point I was. For how long? For a few years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you were on medication, did the medication help you? Mm, it numbed me. But you still felt a little bit of depression? Yeah, I wasn't happy. Okay, and when you were on pills, did you sleep in or did you get up in the Oh, no, more? I slept in. I slept in and I was groggy. I felt hungover most of the time. Like most of the time with the medication. Yeah. But it didn't really bring some sort of energy or excitement for you to get up in the day and say, oh, geez, you know what? It's 6.30 in the morning. I'm going to make my family breakfast, for example. No. You never had that feeling. No. Okay. And that's since the age of 12. Not that you were cooking at age 12, but... I was cooking at age 12. Breakfast for for the family? Not for the family. Right. (laughs) And so age 12, you've got this depression. Now, what happened in your life around age 12 that may have triggered this depression? I can't put my finger on it. I feel like maybe going through, you know, when the hormones, when you start going through puberty at 12 years old, I feel that that could be it. I felt lost. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Let me just tell you, the hormones have nothing to do with it. Okay. Okay. As far as reason. Okay. okay. I mean, they're just out of whack because of something else is out of whack. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're not the main trigger for you to have mental depression, mm-hmm. which you were diagnosed with. Now, having said that, let me just take a look very quickly and I'm going to go when you were age 12 and see what happened. Hang on. So it wasn't really age 12, it was age 9 when this started to come. Maybe people recognized it at age 12. You're yes, smiling, why are you yes, smiling? Yes, that makes sense. We moved from our house into a mobile home at age 9. It was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> okay, okay. So that kind of makes sense, right? Yep. Okay, but something, it's not just a move, something happened at age 9. I want to see if you had a walk-in soul. Did you have a walking soul that came into your body and created this mess in your head? Okay, hang on. So you had a male entity that came into your body at age nine. Someone die around that time that was close to you? Like, I'm talking grandfather or something like that. Nothing like no. that, right? No. Yeah, okay. So let me find out more. i just trying to be lazy right now and ask you the question. I got to work. Okay, hang on. Were you in the hospital at age nine? Did you visit somebody? Did you go to the hospital? Any reason? Age nine. I don't recall. Mm. No, I don't. I can't. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let me see if there's a block there. Hang on. Okay, so I know who it is, but I can't say it on the air. You don't say who would have done this to you and think about it, okay? And I'm going to write it down. You can't look at what I'm writing down. And tell me... If that's what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes? Yes. It rings true to you? <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. So, just give me a second. 
So age nine, it comes into you. And the real thing is when something comes into you, it wants you to do something. Okay. And we need to find out what does it want you to do. Okay. Hang on. Okay. So this is going to be really emotional. Okay. Do you want to go through this? Yes, I do. Okay. You feel strong. Yes, I do. Okay, good. Okay, so this came from the person that we both have identified, okay? What do you think it wanted you to do? What thought comes to you? Taking my own life. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now this is going to get intense now. Mm -hmm. I almost want to cry too. I got to try to move slow with you because this is going to trigger something. This could be like the psychiatrist's worst dream. I'm not a psychiatrist. But this would be difficult to deal with. So number one, the entity wanted you to commit suicide. The entity wanted you to commit suicide for a member of your family. Mm. And who was that? My younger brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to take it easy with the questions. I know you're having a struggle right now. And what happened to your younger brother? I, he took his own life. Yeah. And so he kind of volunteered to take his life for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And how old was your brother? He was 16 years old. 16 years old. See, this is what disturbs me. I mean, here's somebody that had his whole life in front of him, and he got this entity through you because in the spirit realm, he must have spoken to you in the spirit realm because it wasn't like, I'm going to die for you. He didn't say that. In the spirit realm, he approached you and says, I'm going to die for you. And so he took his life because he felt there was no way out. So I need to find out why did he feel there was no way out? This is where, when we have a situation like this, I wish he had come see me. That's what I wish. But beggars can be choosers, whatever the expression is. Mm -hmm. Let me discern this. Hang on. Okay, so we've got a situation now. You still have the same entity on you that took your brother's life. Like it bounced back to you. And it wants you to commit suicide. Okay? So in the last year, how many times have you thought about suicide? On a serious level. Five times. One for sure. But yeah. You said five times. <clears throat> and so the deal is in the spirit realm, if you do not kill yourself, the soul of your brother will be destroyed. Everything. Okay? which means he won't have any other incarnation and all this stuff. So you are being held hostage. So my job with you is to destroy the entity that's on you, which we're going to do. Okay. And I want to see if there's anything else. I'm also going to destroy the source, whatever that source is that has this entity working, because there usually is something behind the curtain. And if it's two, three, four, ten, they will all be destroyed. Because there's no other way, because they're not going to stop. They're going to just keep going on their agenda. And then what I have to do is grab your brother's soul, wherever it is, and have him move on. 
Okay, that's what we're going to do. And these individuals that are doing this to you, they're not going to win. They're not going to win against the light. But this is the influence of dark, pure evil. Okay, let me see something else. Hang on. We're going to go to break now. Okay. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about something heavy duty that we have to deal and understand in order for you to be healed. And you are going to be healed. Just like the other guests the past few weeks, when they came on, I said that they would be healed. This is for real. Do you believe you will be healed? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Okay, we're going to break, and we'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. My name's Brian. Great song from my youth, Duran Duran, Come Undone. And sometimes I feel like coming undone. But it's always fun coming back to be done, to be well. Isn't it right? That's why you're here, right? Yes. Because you don't want to be undone. You want to be well. Now, your brother that committed suicide, I discerned that he really hated your dad. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Like, I mean, he really hated him. But he loved you. Did you have a relationship? What type of relationship? We did. We were the two younger ones, so we played together and had a lot of fun together and stuff. Yeah, so so you hung out together growing up. Yeah, and that's what you miss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what was really interesting with him is he really did accept Christ. Like he was not a bad person. No. Right. Mm -hmm. He was a good person, but yet he committed suicide. And he was blocked from accepting Christ. That's why I wish I knew him. I wish he could come to me at that time. Me too. But he was a good person. He was a good person. And the Sykes would be saying, why, why, why would he commit suicide? There was no evidence. He was a perplexed case. Was there any evidence that showed that because of A, B, C, D, he committed suicide? No, there wasn't. Exactly. No, there wasn't. There was no evidence at all. No. Okay. I got goosebumps. When I get the goosebumps, the father's saying, you're right on spot, Brian. Okay, so what I want to do, I want to take a look at, let's just say one week before he committed suicide. I need to find out from the father what he was thinking, what was he going through that one week, okay? Hang on. So on some level, he wanted to move out, something to do with a car. What is that all about? I'm laughing because shortly before I was told that he took my parents' car, like yeah. my dad's car and, in particular. And what happened? I don't know what happened. Something happened. I don't but know. an argument took place <clears throat> because he was angry. He was angry over the fact that, how do I say this? He was angry at your mom because mother would not protect him from the dad when the dad got abusive. The dad was busy putting him down never empowered him to give him confidence, but he was looking for that. He was looking for love. He never felt loved, right? Yeah. That's exactly. And so a lot of things going through his mind, and he just, besides being forced from the spirit realm to commit suicide, it was easy for him to commit suicide that week because his father did not treat him well. You recall? I don't know what went on in that house. I had moved out. Oh, you moved out already. It was, yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Okay. So you moved out because he didn't want to be there anymore. It's obvious he committed suicide, but I'm saying put suicide on the outside. If he didn't commit suicide, he did not want to live at home anymore. Did he ever stress that to you? Mm, everything was humor. So he was very closed up. So he never really divulged that. But I knew what he was going through because <clears throat> I went through it. Okay, Tom. Before leaving. So my father is just, he drank alcohol, so I would say he's an alcoholic and very mentally abusive. Yes. And uh, him and my mom, they separated and we took the blunt of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. We, we really got all this resentment, all of his pain, all of his anger and everything. We got it. Yes. When my brother and myself, when we left, my younger brother got it all. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. He took the weight for everybody. 
I get it. I get it. I've seen many of these cases, and I get it. So the question is, I'm going to ask you the question, then I'm going to discern it. And so you tell me what you think the answer is. When he committed suicide, did you blame yourself? Oh, yes. 100% yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. For years. So, years, Brian. Okay. Why did you blame yourself? I left him alone. Yes. Couldn't protect him. Yes. I wasn't there for him. Same like the mother. Mm-hmm. Like your mother. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Was not there to protect him. You took on the load from your mother. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So when that happens... You're going to attract an extra soul. You're going to attract energy. Okay, And so by the fact that you have taken the blame, whose extra soul is on you? I just got to find out. Give me a second. Hang on. So where do you think your brother is the soul right now? I think he's with God. I do. He's not? No. No. He's, he's not. in me? Yes. My brother's in me. Yes. He's in you right now. Mm. Do you want to know why? Why? What's the first thought that comes to you? My daughter. Hmm? My daughter. He left a note saying that he was going to come back, but he's going to come back in my daughter's children. Ah. I see. So he's come back in you. Mm. Okay, let me see her. What does he want? So, three things. So, he wants to come into your body, which he's already in your body. He wants you to hurt your dad by abandonment, you know, by staying away. Okay? He wants to be the instrument to do that. He wants to be in your body and control you to do that. But there is something that's very disturbing what he wants you to do. He wants you to join him. That's what he wants. I don't want to join him. I, I know you don't, but he's on you. He's saying, I want you to kill yourself. And come with me. So that relationship is a very close relationship that you have. And you may have had that many other incarnations. But he's in you. And so he's made it easy for me to grab his soul. <laughs> Hang on, uh, can someone just pass me the fish in that? <laughs> this is a huge fish we're going to grab. But on a serious note, he's on you. Let me just think about this. Because you can't go. Like, I mean, you just can't go. You've got to stay. Like, I mean, you cannot go. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back to our third segment. And Robin, stay strong. There's a Kleenex if you need some. But stay strong and just stay. Say to me you're going to stay. I'm going to stay. Thank you. Okay? We will be right back. Okay, we're back. November 19th, year 2021. My name's Brian, and of course you know you are listening to Clarity Radio. And we have Robin still in the studio. Robin, how are you feeling? Um, feeling a little relieved, but also feeling like a little bit exhausted. <laughs> right. Now, you mentioned earlier depression. Yeah. And you mentioned anxiety. Yes. Okay. I'm going to take a look at what is called an extra anxiety soul. I'm going to see if that's your brother or is it something else. And the extra anxiety soul wants you to do something. But you've got anxiety because why? Because you don't want to do it. Okay? So let's go diving for pearls. Okay, you gave me lots of oxygen, Father. Here we go. Okay, so, well, it's coming from your brother. 
wants you to commit suicide. So that is the anxiety. So now I got to go further. Is this anxiety based on any type of an agreement you made with him? Because this is the only way that it can come on you. He just can't come on you and say, okay, commit suicide. What did you agree in another incarnation? What oath do you have to him? Okay. Or any commitment or understanding or did you do something stupid and forgave him for hurting you? And now you've got to come back and commit suicide. Let's find out. Hang on. You made a promise. Promises that you would never leave him. That's it. That's where I talk to our audience. What did you say earlier about these chick flicks? Yeah, because we've been, I've been, we've been, I've been listening. My husband and I have been listening to your radio show, and all the things you talk about is don't forgive and no promises. And then we, and you said it. All these chick flicks, you know, are Christmas movies, and that's all we see. I forgive yes. you. I promise. It's really like it's heavy. They say it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and they're not doing anything wrong, like intentionally. They're programmed to do that in the Matrix. So my job is to help them, help the world. Because we're messing everybody up. But they're not being malicious or being mean. They're not being dark. It's just that the dark programmed the matrix for them to do this. Okay? So, that's easy to understand. And so now we know why, a good reason why, you don't make promises in your case. They even put the matrix where we can't believe in past lives. And that's all being undone. It's like really amazing how this can happen. So the fact that you made a promise to die, that's like a contract. You made a contract. And when you break that contract, the penalty is for you to commit suicide. But on the flip side, if you do not commit suicide, what else can happen? Because this thing's unwinding right now. You know, the whole thing is unwinding for me to understand how to help you. Hang on. So, you would end up getting breast cancer. Mm. So, the breast is for you to nurture someone. So, you made a commitment to never leave him and to nurture him. So, eventually, you would end up getting breast cancer. Now, you came and saw me years ago. And I said to you, you would likely end up getting a particular disease. What did I tell you? Breast cancer. And how long ago was that? About four years ago. It's about four years ago. Okay, so now it's coming up to bite you on the butt. Mm. So the good news about it is we can deal with it. Let's find out more. Hang on. So he doesn't want to give you breast cancer, okay? So it's not going to be coming from him. He's going to agree. I guess he's here to get you to change the promises, oaths, commitments. Oh, my gosh. I get it again. See, he can't move on because of the promise. You've agreed to be together. So that's why he's in you. You, on some level, you have prevented both of you from moving on. You haven't moved on from his suicide. And he hasn't moved on from committing suicide. And he can only do that when we get all the different promises, oaths, vows, etc., etc., off you. And reprogram you. That's one of this. That's why you haven't been able to be helped. And the medical community, it's not their fault. This is a different area of expertise. They have their own area of expertise, but this is another real area of expertise where people get helped 
on both ends of the fence, conventional medicine, and here, if they can come together, you can only imagine how many people will be off their medication. When you were on medication, were you admitted into a hospital? Yes. And how long were you in the hospital? I would say about three weeks to a month. And why were you admitted? Because I was suicidal. Okay, in a big way. Yeah, in a very big way. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And how would you commit suicide? I would jump in front of a bus. Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't want anyone to feel like it was their fault. Because <laughs> that's what I felt with my brother, so... And how did he commit suicide? Mm. With my dad's hunting gun. Oh. Whoa. Oh, boy. And I found him. And you found him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you like buses? I don't like buses. <laughs> I guess not. I'm asking you for a reason, but you don't like buses. I mean, if I have to take the bus, I will, but I'd rather not take the bus. I'd rather just drive if I need to go somewhere. But why would you choose a bus? So all methods of suicide. Where we lived, there was a small town. There were a lot of buses, and they came around. I don't, yeah, I just felt like that would be the easiest. There was a mountain that, or like a hill that you can't really see on the other side, and if the bus came down, then it could just hit me. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, let me just see if there's something on you. An extra walking soul that says if you commit suicide, you have to do it in front of a bus. You have to be hit by a bus because that may be the actual source behind the curtain. Hang on. You know what? It's going to take me a little bit longer. Uh, folks, we're going to break and you're going to stay, right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to be right back. Thank you. People stay.
That's right. I think we're going to stay and this is Clear Radio, November the 19th, still 2021, and my name is Brian, and Robin, you're going to stay? I'm going to stay. Okay, this is good. My youth, Jackson Brown. I love Jackson Brown. His music's fantastic. Really enjoyed his music, and I still do. But as we're talking about staying, while I was listening to the song on the break, I found out who the source is that wants you to commit suicide. And that's why, people, you leave the heavy lifting with God working through me. Don't dabble in this. It's not a game. It's very serious. You can be seriously hurt by getting involved with this when you don't have the actual protection. I have God, the spiritual counsel, and I have one billion angels working with me. If you got the pendulum, get it out and confirm that I have a billion light angels. And I keep them busy. So, having said that again. The source that wants you to commit suicide is a different soul on you. You've got your brother, yeah. Because we can deal with your brother, because your brother does not want you to commit suicide. What it is, is a priest. Your family, what religion was your family? Catholic. Was strong Catholic? We went to church. You did? Yeah, yeah, my mom's side is very strong. Okay. So here's the deal. This is what I'm talking about, the Catholic Church. And I'm not criticizing, condemning. I'm just stating what the facts is. I can let other people make their own decision of how they feel towards the church. You have a priest that's on you, a priest soul. In another incarnation, this priest soul abused you sexually and was reported and was killed in that incarnation. So you reported the priest. Okay? So he's thinking, hey, you know, this eye for eye stuff, and even the whole situation with eye for eye and love thy neighbor as thyself, if you think about it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The Father is saying for us not to accept eye for eye. But now there's something for me to learn. But yet he's saying, accept love thy neighbor as thyself. But there has to be something I don't understand that I need to convey to everyone. Like, is it the same? Do we need both of them? Is it approved by God? Was this something that the dark side gave us? So we're going to answer that question. But you've got this priest soul on you that wants you to commit suicide. That's the one that would be driving you to go in front of the bus. What are you feeling right now? Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> I had a hard time with church. Like, 100 I just, whenever I would go, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> and, and that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, through a past life, sexually abused by a priest, you're not going to feel comfortable going to any church but particularly the religion that you were attached to in that life, you were Catholic. I mean, see, I was baptized Catholic, but I'm not anti-Catholic. What we're trying to do here is try to understand the matrix, how it works, because the Catholic Church, way up to the top, they understand this matrix. That's why they have all these records that are 50 miles long or whatever it is, a library, whatever they say, I really don't care. But this information is in there. And they don't want anyone to know this information. And it's only about three people that know it. It's not a lot of people. It's a very small group of people. And so this has to come off. So this whole priest entity, whoever this priest entity is, it's going to be easy to come off. It's not going to be difficult. It's going to try to run away, but we're going to catch it. And it's not going to be able to run away. And we're going to get the whole idea of you with your depression. We're going to get rid of that. And we're going to get rid of the anxiety. That's what we're going to get rid of. We're going to get rid of the whole anxiety because the anxiety is, it's troublesome because here, okay, this is what I really want to say here. 
So let's say I'm a psychiatrist, which I'm not, and you came and told me with your anxiety. I'm going to spend as long as I can to understand your anxiety, but I'm going to be misled by every question I ask because your anxiety has nothing to do with your life. You understand? Yeah. And so what they will do, some of them will do, will basically make it the flavor of the week. They'll say, this is why you have anxiety. It's your job. It's your marriage. It's your kids. You know, it's all of this stuff. Am I right? Yes, yes. Because that's what they did. Yes. And at the end of the day, how many times, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth because I know you thought this way. How many times did you say this is just a waste of time? Yeah, I would make the appointment and just cancel it knowing that I'm not going to get anywhere with it. Right. And that's what they did with you because he's telling me right now that they blame you for your condition. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes, yes, you're right. Okay. They blame you because you were not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Um, you were asked to make changes and they thought that those changes would be easy for you to make, mm-hmm. that they would have an impact, but they had no impact. Am I right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Particularly when you spent the three weeks. Agreed. Okay, now why do you agree so quickly? Because you had asked me a question and you had said, what did they do in the hospital? And I couldn't answer it, really. (laughs) I went back to my experience and all I have is like, okay, well, you know, go to bed at 10 o'clock, like have a routine, eat well. I see, yeah. You know, bring down the caffeine, take your meds. Like that was the only thing. Yeah. A vacation maybe for my life. (laughs) Yeah. But besides that, nothing else I could say. Again, we're not going to blame them because that's academia. That's what they understand. Mm-hmm. And they were sincerely trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Did they ask you to do shock treatment? No, no, they didn't. You responded mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. That means that there is something you want to tell me about shock treatment. What is it? There was a woman there that was getting shock treatment, and I watched it. And how did you feel? I was like just beside myself. Like I was shocked, and she literally went into treatment and was getting shocked. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the effects of it. Her human body. She was. She was like, she was numb. Like, she was just um, lifeless. Then they would give her medication? Yes. She was on a lot of medication? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to make sure that you do not go down that path. That's what we're going to do. You're not going to go down that path. We are going to deal with all of those energies. And I have to plan it. And it's a very dangerous healing. Father's saying it's a very dangerous healing. So I'll find out why. But I will be protected doing this healing. And basically what happens with these healings, the dark side would put in what is called booby traps. And so I'm going to have to identify all the booby traps first before we do this healing. Then we want to start to lift whatever needs to be lifted. And we're going to do that as soon as possible. And we're going to get you back. And we're going to get you to maybe sing a song. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get you to come back. Okay, before I say anything. How does your head feel? Does it feel heavy? It feels like a little clouded, but like, yeah, I just feel a little like um, lightheaded. But that's not heaviness. Okay, hang on. Let me just discern your head. Hang on. What's really interesting, I've never seen this case before. You're right with what you're saying with the lightness, but you are actually immune to the depression today mm-hmm. for this interview. Like you have it. Because I'm discerned that there's that energy of souls on you. Mm-hmm. But it's like it wants you to almost trick me and trick the audience, the entity that's in you. Mm-hmm. 
This is really amazing. You know, I could easily just cut this section out and no one will learn about it. No, no, I want people to know about everything, how they're trying to trick me, how they're trying to make me look like a fake. And so you've got some entities that really desperately wants me to look like a fake. And so we're going to get rid of all that stuff, everything, and we're going to grab that priest, and we're going to make sure that priest never, never does what they've done to you and to others again. We will make sure. So what last words do you want to say? We're going to end this interview, and I thank you for coming in. That's number one. What do you want to say? I want to say thank you because in the last four years with healing, getting healings from you has helped me to grow spiritually. In the last four years, I've healed so much more than I have in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're helping you with the vaccine. We're doing the healing so that we don't bring forward a disease. And so you're going to be able to, you're crying. Why are you crying? <laughs> oh, no, I'm thankful. <laughs> oh, you're thankful. Very thankful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we're going to make sure that no disease gets triggered by the vaccine and that you don't lose your job. Mm -hmm. Because this is what the issue is. is if, you, if you don't get double vaccinated, what will they do to you? Yeah, terminate. You're going to terminate. Okay. So we're going to help you with that. And how many shots have you had? One. And you've got another one to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to help you with that. We're going to make sure that there are no extra souls on you to trigger a vaccine disease. We're going to help your family. Thank okay? you. We've already helped your son. No, he's feeling good? Yeah, I think he's feeling good. He should be. Because he <laughs> he's playing sports, right? Oh, yes, 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 my son. Yes, yes, he's feeling good. Well, no, we're not talking about Yeah, the, no, yes, he's feeling good. We're not talking about the other son. We're talking no, about yes. the one that came and saw yeah, me. Yeah, he's fully, no, he's thriving and he's feeling good. Good, that's what I want to hear. And remember what I said to him, okay? Yes. No marijuana? Mm-hmm. And any woman that he dates, if they're taking marijuana, he is to break off that relationship. Mm -hmm. So that we're changing the matrix so something bad does not happen that happened before. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're good. So thank you for coming. Thank you, Brian. And folks, we're going to go to uh, segment four right now. And uh, who do we have? We have Nancy coming to tell us how she's feeling. We haven't had her on the program for some time, so we'll be right back. Thank you. Segment four, welcome. My name is Brian. You're listening to Clarity Radio, November 19th, 2021. Welcome our audience and welcome, welcome Nancy. Hi. So Nancy, we haven't heard from you for what, some time? A couple six, months. A yeah. couple months. Yep. And how are you doing? Doing good. Yeah. Yeah. That depression that you had way back when. Yeah. Where is it? It's not there. Yeah, it's yeah. not there. Yeah. And a lot of negative thoughts. Where's your negative thoughts? Very, very little, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, recently you went to the hospital. Yes. And tell me, why did you go to the hospital? I had severe abdominal pain yeah. in upper right. And uh, even to drink water was painful and bloating. Yeah. And uh, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And we recently did a heal on that. Yes. And? Good. Yes, I ate actually an egg today, and I'm not in pain. Yeah, and we yeah. and we just did the healing this morning. Right, right. And so that's how fast the healings work. Yeah. And so I don't need you to worry about that because the monkey that was on your back is off again. What I've been saying to our audience in the prior segments, you know, there's a soul, there's a demon, there's a bad demon, there's a good demon, and then there's a spirit, and that's what we got rid of. Yeah. And it's not on you. 
Okay. And as long as that thing's not on you, you're not going to have those symptoms anymore. Okay. And so you know that it's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The same with your depression. We were able to get rid of that monster on your back, giving you that depression. It was deep. It was awful. Okay. It was very dark. Yeah. Yeah. And it got even worse after you had your first shot of the COVID vaccine. Yes. My stomach pain started to be worse then too. That's right. Because the vaccine accelerated that disease with the entity on you. Right. When I say that you're double vaccinated, which you are. I am. And I'm uh, double vaccinated. I'm not implying to our listenership that because they're not double vaccinated, they're doing something wrong. If I had a choice, personally, not to get vaccinated, I would. But the father said, go and get vaccinated. Why? Because I had to find out the truth about my discernment, that I discerned that if someone takes a vaccine, it's going to accelerate a disease if they are predisposed to a certain disease. Yeah. And what I've also realized that what's really interesting is the actual primary disease connected to a specific disease is herpes virus. So if there's herpes, and almost every adult has some form of herpes, and that herpes can trigger a specific disease. And it's really, really amazing how I went through that whole experience and lifted everything off me. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be in big trouble. And you would have been in big trouble with other disease states. We got rid of it for you. Yeah, I felt it. And yeah. I was worried. Not only did you felt it, you have a strong intuition. I do. Right? I love people who come to see me with a strong intuition because I have to work harder. <laughs> yeah. Not really. <laughs> I work it hard, I would say. Hey, is what I just said true? That I'm sweating for the answer. Is it no or is it yes? But have you been able to prove anything that I've said to you over the years wrong? No, I really haven't. And you're pretty good with the pendulum. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how many years have we known each other? Over 10. Yeah, there you go. Because if I wasn't for real, <laughs> you would have said bye-bye. You're, yeah. You're pendulum because the father comes through you through that energy, through the pendulum. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I say something to you, I would say, check it out. Or rather, I would say, after you check it out. Yeah. It's not, not what I would do with healing. You verify, you go, wow. Yeah. You, you go, wow. So if you were to check, there's a billion angels working with me, you would verify that to be true. Yeah. And believe you me, it's nice to have that army. <laughs> it's nice when I need that army on this planet because they come out and they do something. So your work, something about your work, because you weren't happy with your work. No. You're working for the government. Yes. Okay. And you had a rough time. Yes. I think it was three months ago. I can't remember. But you could hardly focus at work. Yeah. Right? It was a challenge. Yeah. For sure. They were giving you a very hard time. Yeah. They were giving you a hard time to get the vaccine. Okay. So you went and got the vaccine, went through the healings. You did not lose your job. No. Okay. That's the whole thing that I'm trying to say that I did not say to people who are unvaccinated. You have to go with your own intuition. Like, If you strongly feel that you should not take the vaccine, you should not take that vaccine because it means it's probably going to trigger something. The software program in the matrix is going to be changed to the point where no one can force anyone to take the vaccine. And so let me just discern here. Okay, so... 
I'm being told that tomorrow, the software program in the matrix on this whole entire planet, no one can force anyone to take the vaccine. So that's going to be changed. We're making a lot of changes very quickly because the dark doesn't want anyone to listen over the fact that diseases are being accelerated as a result of people taking the vaccine. I can ask the father is that the darks programmed the software program. If someone takes the vaccine, their diseases accelerate. I believe that's the dark side program. I believe that that can be undone. And let me just check. Hang on. He says you can't undo that because people have to go through karma. Darn. You know, if I could do this and undo it, I would in a heartbeat. I'm not afraid to do it. There's no fear. I have fear of nobody. I know that if something happens to me, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I also know what I'm doing when I'm going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. So this is really, really, really interesting. So what I want to do is I want to see, because, I mean, your head is light. There's no depression. There's no despair, right? No. Yeah, there's none of that. And your anxiety is just down to zero. Yeah. Right? And I can sit here and just have a conversation. (laughs) You you can have a conversation. Because I remembered, I don't remember, what do I remember? I live in a moment. There was some time that you had massive anxiety. Huge, yeah. And when you had the massive anxiety, how did you comfort yourself? Um, Drink wine. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Niagara Falls wine or? (laughs) (laughs) Anything that would quiet the just overwhelming despair. Yeah. 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 And wasn't drinking a whole bottle, but it was every day. Every day you would need that. Yeah. And how often do you drink your wine now? I am not drinking. I have actually quit. There you, there <laughs> yeah. you go. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Now, mind you, I might have one with dinner or something, but I have quit having it every day. And, and good for you. Picking it up just to quiet those thoughts of anxiety. Yeah. You know, I love wine maybe once in a while. And my system cannot handle the alcohol. It's simply not anymore. Yeah. I mean, if I just drink one glass of wine, I'm no good for at least eight hours. Yeah. And so I, I just stay away from it. Yeah. Unless I'm not working that day, which is very rare. I work every day. Yeah. I'm so glad that your life has been spared. Mm-hmm. And, but there was also something else that we were able to take off you. Hang on. Let me see here. The suicide thing. Yeah. We, we got rid of it. Yeah. It's amazing. To me, it's amazing that you were a year ago. For a big part of my life. Yeah. To where you are now. Yeah. Uh, To me, the improvement is people would say, no, it's not possible. People I work with, I think, wonder, what is that? Is she medicated? But I'm not medicated. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they would think. Yeah. They haven't come out and asked me, and um, but I know that's what they're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. And you're a nurse working for the government. Right. Right. So, I mean, they still wouldn't believe you. No. uh, Because they're programmed not to believe you. Yeah. And they're particularly programmed not to believe me, the general population. Yeah. And as a result of that program, I discern so many people suffer. And they go through this despair, depression, anxiety. It's a very heavy, dark feeling. Yeah. Like a cloak. You just want it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just... He's talking to me right now. Hang on. In life, when you pass on, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered about knowing the truth. 
Yeah. Knowing the truth and helping anyone that will want to listen. Yeah. And be able to listen to the truth. Yeah. Um, but you as a person, how do you want to be remembered by all? I want to be remembered as someone who cared about people. Which you do, yeah. I do. Yeah. And um, someone that didn't cause harm. Right. And, and no regrets. Like, just do my best. That's it. Wake up every day and do my best. Um, love those around me. Yes. And uh, firm believer, treat those like you want to be treated. Is, love all beings, I do. I love animals, I love people, I, yeah. you know, and, and uh, that's what I want to be remembered as. And it's because of that attitude, your belief that you have, that's why you've been helped. Yeah. See, I don't want to make people believe that anybody can come and see me and be healed. You've been on a journey, a long journey, and because of your commitment to yourself, not to me, yeah. to yourself, yep. God has shown mercy to you. People who come and see me, I want them to be remembered as people who had a struggle in life. And they took that struggle and they confronted the struggle and they followed the path of truth. And they were not afraid to jump into the water. As a result of jumping into the water, they were saved. Right. Because God was their life jacket. Yep. That's it. Okay. We'll be right back. You look at me, baby, wanna catch on fire It's buried in my soul Like California gold You found the light in me that I couldn't find So when I'm all choked up, but I give up the words
song always remember us this way lady gaga a very moving song particularly with the topic that we're talking about with nancy yes i want to ask you this question and tell me the first thing that comes into your head okay oh hang on there's a bug there oh. <laughs> let's get rid of the bug <laughs> uh just having fun here it's a serious question and i need you to think deep and i don't know why i'm asking this question okay but we're going somewhere with it. Why do you think you came into this world with your parents? Your parents, why did you come into this world with your parents? I think I came in with the parents I had um, to dig deep. And when I was younger, I, I um, hate to use this word, but I felt hate towards my father because he made me feel unloved. Yes. But I always... Um, tried to find within myself a reason. Like I, I was reasoning with why. Yes. And um, I think I came into this this life with these parents because I definitely had to gain patience yeah. um, and trust. I wanted to find a reason why my dad hated me, but I couldn't. And I didn't blame God. I didn't. I never felt that I that yes. it was forever any reason God put me here to suffer. Yes. So. Let me help you out. Yeah. That question comes to mind weekly. Why did I, why was I, and actually this week I just thought why, why was I given those parents and I, I think that, you know, um, talking about, uh, wanting to come into a life where my parents, where there was no dysfunction and I felt loved. Yeah. See, where we are, this planet Earth is basically karma, where karma is paid. Yeah. And we all don't come from the same planet. We come from 10 different planets. So this is like a melting pot. And this is why we have so many, so many different issues with different religions uh, triggering different wars. It's basically a melting pot. But there are other planets that are predominantly one race, which is kind of nice. It's nice from not being prejudiced. It's nice that, genetically speaking, almost everyone has the same beliefs. Right. But even though they have the same beliefs, it doesn't mean they're the right ones. Right. If you kind of understand, but at least it's closer. Uh, where if you have a Muslim, you have a Jewish person, and you have a Catholic, they have different beliefs that, in a lot of cases, potentially can bring them into conflict. And that's the problem with this melting pot planet. So why would you choose your parents? Okay. And really, did you choose your parents? Like, I mean, is that a lot of BS? Or did your parents choose you, you know? Because it can't be God, because the Father tells me, and I'm struggling with this, and I don't understand this, he says he doesn't have revenge towards anyone, okay? But yet, revenge is mine, thus says the Lord. And I'm struggling with that statement. And But I ask God, do you have revenge? And he says, no, is this you, Father, authentic God, creator? He goes, yes, yes, okay? And so, that's the struggle that I have. And so with your father, let's just go with this. It's almost like your father abused you, 
marriage breakup. He and your mother broke up. Several times. No, but another incarnation. Okay. So this may happen in this incarnation. Because your mother found out about the sexual abuse. And you said something about it. And so in this incarnation, you're saying, why Why did he hate you? Why did he hate you? That's, that's the question. Yeah. Okay. It was because his physical body still has the memory of the other soul memory of another incarnation of him abusing you. Yeah. Having the anger, having all this stuff. And so in this incarnation, every time he saw you, he felt guilty. Yeah. He got reminded of what he did to you in another incarnation. Yeah, I never saw him smile at me. And that's why he hated you. Yeah. He blamed you. Yeah. Okay? Now, let me just try to understand this. In that other incarnation, was it 100% free will, or were you somewhere else where, like the Matrix, where it could be programmed for him to even abuse you? Because I believe the dark does program individuals to abuse others. I mean, they are so, so evil, these individuals. Let me just see here. Well, he had 100% free will. So he did this on his own. But what it tells me is that even in the 100% free will, religion had such an influence to basically block the truth about what happens to us when we die. Made us feel that that was the only life. Right. And that where we're going, we're either going to go to hell or we're going to go to heaven. And that was it. Yeah. And maybe they accepted purgatory, whatever. Whatever the case, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that when you know this, that he did this himself, uh, what I want to ask the question, what's really important, because we have to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I have to ask the question, like, when you die, where are you going? Okay? And if I can change the software program, because I already helped you get your mother out of hell. She was not supposed to go there. We got your mom out of hell. She is out of hell. Okay? You're feeling that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so I have to make sure that you don't come in with him because he was not a very nice person. Nor was my brother. I have a brother that abused me. Yeah. Okay, so there's an issue in another incarnation. Yeah. Okay, so hang on. So when you die, and we're going to fix it, okay? So you can relax. Okay. Okay. When you die, you go on to hell, okay? But... That's not going to happen. I'm going to go to the Father right now, and we're going to get you reprogrammed right now so you're not going to hell. You're going to hell for someone else. And he says, I don't need to talk to you about this other than we're just going to do it. Okay. So just give me one second, because you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to go there. Hang on. Okay, so the software program will be changed in five minutes. Okay. Okay, and so you're not going to hell. Okay. So that's the power of my gift. And so, remember, I have a billion angels working with me, too. Right. And I'm very close to the spiritual council. I'm close to the Christ, to God, everyone there. And we're not taking nonsense from anybody. We're here to help people. And people who commit their own debts, spiritual debts, they have to pay the debts. But at the same time, some of these people have committed spiritual debts where they were forced from the spirit realm. And it wasn't their fault. And so we have a special way to handle these cases. And we treat them, we're gentle and we're kind with these people. And unfortunately, that's what the dark did. And a lot of people go to hell for someone else. Yeah. And so you were going to go to hell for someone else. And so, I mean, it's terrible. Hang on. 
we're done for this segment. So we're going to do something really strange. I don't know what we're going to do. The fifth segment, the next segment, we're going to bring everybody into the studio. And there's four women to come in. But if there was three, I would call myself Charlie. And I would say I have Charlie's Angels. <laughs> but I have four. So I can't call myself Charlie. So we are going to go to break and just click on to the fifth segment and join us. It's going to be interesting. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm sure it's going to be something special. My name is Brian, and thank you for listening to us. And also, those who support us, thank you. And those of you who had the enzymes, help us out. They're going to help you. I know that I had an incredible heartburn. It wasn't even heartburn. It was just a lot of pain early in the morning. I took, in that case, five capsules. If I did not take those capsules, I would be in pain for at least three hours. But it was massive pain. So, folks, buy them. Buy them for your loved one, a Christmas present. Get them then. You can get 12 of them, and you can actually create a spice rack out of the bottles. And you can go to Ikea. You can buy the actual spice rack. Then every time you buy a bottle, take the wrapper off after you've used everything and start with your first spice. It's beautiful. And you know when it shows on the wall in your kitchen? It's a beautiful, beautiful spice rack. Because no one else can get that so easy. And so I'm asking you to support us. Just like I support you every day when I make major, major changes that will change your life. I'm asking many people to give back. Please give back. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Segment five, yes. I've got a whole bunch of women in the studio. The same that we interviewed earlier. It's November 19th, year 2021. Of course, you know that. I should give everyone a quiz. What is today's date, right? <laughs> right? It's still the 19th. So, I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to learn something. There's something we're going to learn and I want to ask a question. Here's the question, and I want you to think about it. And some of you are going to be crying. Who do you think God is? Who is God? That's an old watch. <laughs> That's an old watch. <laughs> and so, okay, who is God? I was just going to say love. I just feel complete love when I think about God. Okay, Janet? I'm just say that I agree with that. I just felt like uh, love encapsulated in all of us. Okay, and Nancy. As weird as it sounds, the first thing that came to my mind was like the sun, like warmth. Oh, uh, and Robin. And then for me, I was thinking encompassing the love. So I was thinking like we're all God, like everything is God. We're part of that. No, that makes sense. Okay, so let me discern who God is. Let me ask him. Oh, he says none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just that's just joking. So, but I mean, okay, let's get, let's get none of your business, Brian. Okay, <laughs> okay, hang on, let's find out who God is. Hmm, it's tricky. Hang on. So he's saying, or she's saying that God's not physical. Number one. And God is thought. So when we look at God, God is thought. So what is the thought? Where does the thought come from? What is the source of the thought? Let me see here. 
is covered from and outside this universe. So the thought of God is infused into this universe. And it's based on a math equation. There's a math equation. And so, let me see here. So God's math equation does not have revenge on anybody. So whatever crap that we go through, I mean, it's a waste of time to blame God. And so, why would we have to go through some terrible things in life? What's the answer, Ashley? What do you think? We did something to ourselves. Like we see, made... see, but that's what people think. That's what everyone thinks. But did we really do something bad to ourselves? Not always. Yeah, I mean, like, could be mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Or you were set up or you had an energy that went on you that made you do something that you would not normally do. And so does the math equation, does it cover all those boundaries? Probably not. It's just cut and dry. Whatever your core belief is, because you have that core belief, boom, you're going to go through that. And that's what is partly the answer of whether or not God has revenge. But God doesn't have revenge. So does revenge exist? So I know where we're going with this. Okay, hang on. So revenge does exist. If it's not God's revenge, because Father's telling me not, he doesn't have revenge. Whose revenge is basically doing us in? Let's find out. Wow, this makes sense. It's mostly coming out of religion, the Catholic Church. So it's the Catholic Church that is a conduit for other people, human souls, not for God. The Catholic Church is not a conduit for God to express revenge. So how the heck did we get ourselves into this big, fine mess? And we can't be anti-Catholic. It doesn't make sense. It means that we're going to have anger. It doesn't make sense to have any anger against this institution. And we know, and the world knows, how bad this institution is. We know that. We're just walking around afraid to say anything. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to say anything in fear of being punished. Okay? Yeah. And so the way that you can't escape being punished by the church, what do you guys think? How do we escape being punished, coming back and having the church have revenge on us when it comes to you? Not forgive anyone? Not make promises? Come and see Brian? You've got it. You've got it. It's basically all these old pleasures and all this stuff, except in false beliefs. So as soon as you gravitate and you grab it, you grab these false beliefs, like the vow of chastity, the vow of poverty. What the vow of poverty does, what a lot of people don't realize, is that when you accept that, the money that you have, and if you are going to the church... It means that in a lot of cases, you give a lot of your money to the church. Then when you die, you give more money. Because you're sitting back saying, I took the vow of poverty in another incarnation, and therefore I should not have this money. Okay? And there's a lot of people that have this belief, and they may go and gamble the money every week because of the vow of poverty. Because they say well, they took a vow, they're not allowed to be rich. And so they just basically waste their money. So this is really interesting. I did not know the relationship. I did not know this was the situation, but it's true. Money is the root of all evil. That's it. So ladies, money is the root of all evil. And what do you do? Give it to the church. That's it. 
Okay, that's what this is all about. This is how they were able to become so big and become one of the largest landowners in the world, okay, which they are. But you, all of us in this room, we can accept this as truth, but we don't have to accept that by accepting other incarnations' beliefs that we come into another incarnation and we reject it, that they can punish us. That's what we have to reject that we must not let any religion or any man, anyone, punish us because we made a vow or promise. And that's why you never make them. You do not make them. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Ashley? No, I just had a question. So if, if that's you why we're, That's why we're going to break okay, because yeah. <laughs> No, because you're going to ask a question that I'm going to be working, figuring out the answer instead of enjoying the song. But that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Ask a question. <laughs> I was going to say, so... If you didn't accept the church whatsoever, or religion whatsoever, and you had none of those oaths, vows, promises, commitments, whatever, yeah. then they are not allowed to have revenge on you? Oh, that's easy. I can answer that right now that we can go for a song break. Then I can party with you guys on a song break. <laughs> I can enjoy the song. Okay, hang on. Let me just... This is the easy one. Oh, my God. The answer is they cannot have revenge on us. And also the answer is no one can have revenge on us. There you go. I did not know this. So now I know what I got to do and work in a different area to help people out. So basically when people are coming to see me, I have to remove all the oaths, vows, promises, everything to the point where they are free from all revenge from the church. Then once they're free from all revenge from the church, then they can further heal easier because it's church revenge that is, in most cases now, I understand, blocking the healings. It's not the individual. Oh, my God. So let's go to break. Yeah, we're going to break. Thank you.
Segment five, welcome. Love that song, A Thousand Years by Christina Perry. And so we now, as of today, the 19th, 2021, this day, the light is 100% in charge of the matrix of this planet. And there's going to be a lot of changes. And I got to say, I'm not here with the Charlie's Angels, <laughs> because there's four of them here. You know, there was three, maybe. Okay. But we've got four bright women that is on a journey. And where they were a year ago and where they are today is like night and day. Right, ladies? Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. But we learned something on the break, right? Yes. <laughs> and what we learned was the Catholic Church is really powerful. All religions really come out of the Catholic Church. All religions. If it doesn't come out, there's someone that is heading up that part of the religion that in another incarnation was Catholic. So those individuals from one incarnation to the next, being with the Catholic Church, is infused into other religions, evangelical, United Church, Protestant, whatever. These individuals go in and they basically convert all religions to think like a Catholic. And the number one thing is we're not supposed to forgive anyone. And you go back a thousand years ago, most religions believe only God can forgive. And that's in history. That's documented. And so now we're learning that, hey, it's okay to forgive everybody. It's okay to jump on this hay wagon of suffering. But that's going to stop. That has to stop. And I did a radio show years ago. And I said, the only way that we can get out of this matrix, and I remember this, is we get rid of all our false beliefs. But to get rid of the false beliefs, we have to get rid of the souls that's attached to us from the Catholic Church and others that say, if you break away from these beliefs, we're going to make you sick. And so, ladies, we're going to be working on that and making sure you're all set free. It won't take long, but you're going to be set free. This is shocking. It's disturbing. But it's also very good news that we have this information because other people around the world can't be an instrument for God and set people free, and get rid of all these false beliefs. And we certainly do not want World War III. And on my watch, no one's going to bring World War III on this planet. And that's my commitment to the world, to the best of my ability. I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not going to tolerate it. So we're going to say goodbye. Before we say goodbye, each one of you will have a message to the world. I want you to think of the message to the world, and that the world can take this message and embrace it. And we'll start with you, Ashley, but no questions. Okay. <laughs> no, no questions. You, no, your last question was very good because we found out something amazing. But what do you want to say? I just want everyone to just be strong. And even if you're going through a really hard time, just know that there's a path that you can take. And you will feel it might be hard and you might have to go through some stuff, but you can make it back and you can find your way and you'll be okay and things will get better. But you just have to work hard. Yeah. Well said. Nancy, you come closer to that big mic. <laughs> you you got to kiss that big mic on the, on the lips so they can hear you. I think the first thing that came to my mind is, I think, as being a mother, is parents teaching their children differently. Like, I grew up where, you know, it was forgiveness, and and, yeah. you know, and I think we need to teach our children differently so that they don't land into the... The trap. The, yeah, the, the trap. trap. Yep. And then having to undo and... and yeah, spend uh, several incarnations undoing everything. Trying to free yourself from that. Yeah. So, 
and go to God. <laughs> yes. I know that's helped me when yeah. I've been really down. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Okay, uh, we've got Robin. For me, it was um, to speak your truth no matter what. Um, don't let anyone steer you off your path. And you're, we all have an intuition, and to really trust the intuition because yes. God is speaking within us always. Yes. You just have to listen. Yes. And don't let anyone steer you off your path. Not your blood relatives, not your friends, no one. And it's really you and God first. Yes. That's number one. So speak your truth always. And that's just sort of what, what I felt feel really strong about. Because with truth comes a lot of healing. Yes. And then that's how we can heal more. Yes. As we go on. Yes. Well said. Well said. Janet. I think what I would say is just be strong, too. I agree with all these women saying that. To be really strong and know that God really 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 loves you and that's what this whole journey is about is finding our way back to god and loving each other it's not about how the world is it's about loving each other and being good to each other yes and let me just say the last thing now everyone's got to get off these conspiracy theories so you have to shut your computer down don't entertain them because it's true, if you start accepting these theories, you're going to have an entity that will come on you and make you insane. You will attract that. And a lot of these conspiracy theories are driven by the dark side. And even a lot of these protests, when you say a major protest, most of them are dark side driven. So don't even participate in a protest and don't encourage people to participate in protests. You don't want to have any karma. You don't want to create any karma. And there's always a right way to deal with an issue, and that's by truth. And as long as we put the truth out to the world, that's the only thing that matters. Even if they reject the truth, it doesn't matter. We put the truth out, but it has to be blameless. We don't accuse anyone. And it has to be a lot of respect. And ladies, you're going to start running across a lot of men that will respect you. It's going to happen. The CEOs... The politicians, the prime ministers, the presidents, Mr. Biden, everybody has to respect the special counsel, and they also have to bring in policies that protect women, okay, and respect them. And none of them will be allowed to pay any sort of lip service, not one of them. And they all have a mandate to do this, and that's a software program. It's been changed that they have to do it. So... I just want to say that I'm pleased to be part of this experience, and let's see where this takes us. We may have to get together again, you know? So will you come back if you have to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me say it again. Will you come back again? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. Okay, folks, uh, November 19th, my name is Brian, and you've been listening to Clarity Radio. Thank you very much.